Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sheebie-Jeebies. If you're still listening to this, I'm shocked. I'm a little disgusted with you, but here we are. So this week we're going to be covering one of my favorite fucking movies, Event Horizon from 1997, and with my guest, uh, Stephen Morell. I hope I said that right. Did I get it right? Yes. Okay, cool. So, a lot of people like to call this Hellraiser in space, which is a very apt... Like, it's... There yeah. is a Hellraiser in space. I know, this is, this is not so Hellraiser much better in than Hellraiser in space. That depends if you want Hellraiser in space. If you want Hellraiser in space, Hellraiser in space is better. Can Event we, Horizon is different. I'm a little annoyed that we don't... Like, we've got Leprechaun in space. We've got Jason in space. Right. Where, I didn't get no Freddy in space. I yeah. Mean, well, there is, a, there is a Twitter writer. There is a Twitter guy called Freddie in Space. Who we also, like I would, I would much rather have Ash in space. That'll probably be next. I mean, we have Sharknado in space. Well, Why no, not? no. Bruce Campbell has officially retired as Ash. Like yeah. the show got canceled, and he's like, "No, I'm done. Not never. We'll see. Ever fucking doing? No, he won't do it again. He's been like, no, mm. it's not happening. You guys mess this up because like we'll see. It, it. Sorry, side tangent for a second, but it ended up being. Uh, Army, Ash vs. Evil Dead, if you haven't watched it, you should. Um, it ended up being, like, one of the most pirated shows ever, which... Is that why they moved it to the app? That's No, it was always on. The, all the shows on Stars are already on the app, and I've always been on the app, but Bruce Campbell kept pushing the app because you could get, like, the first month free. So you could literally sign up, binge-watch the whole show, and then cancel without paying anything, and it made so much more sense... But instead, people pirated it, and now it got canceled because it didn't have enough views on the actual anything that Stars pays attention to. Yeah, maybe if Bruce Campbell would not <clears throat> encourage people to to just not continue paying for the Stars app, we would have gotten a fourth season. But to be fair, I feel like, and this is maybe an unpopular opinion, once we start introducing like the family tree in I'm horror gonna, films, you're it's get like a drink yeah. thrown at you right now. I look, it, hey, hey, I'm not. It I'm, needs I'm, a lineage. It needs a lineage. His daughter was amazing in that show. Are you caught up? Have you watched all of it? I know that he has a daughter. She's hot. Sorry. Probably. Not as hot as me, but I she's like hot. Kelly. I'm yes. Kelly prob- Kelly's hotter. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say Kelly's hotter. Uh, and I, I think you know I only saw the first season. This has gone a path you weren't prepared for. I don't know. You've only seen the fr- then you no 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 no. You can't say Kelly's hotter if you've only seen the first season. That is an uninformed opinion. I just really like Kelly. I think she's a great character. And she is, but so is Pablo. Yes, Pablo's awesome. And so is Lucy Lawless. Oh, yeah, I forgot she's in Which, that. by the way, you can see her tits in Spartacus. Really? Yep. How do they look? Uh, they're, they're nice boobs. Okay. She's got a nice set, for, especially like for someone her age. Are you multiple times? Uh, multiple times, and it really fulfills my teenage dream from when I was watching Xena. So. Yeah, yeah. If only there was, like, at some point, like, Gabrielle. Who played Gabrielle? Oh, no, 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 no. Cross watch uh, over there. Go watch uh, Alien Apocalypse. Alien, I think Alien Apocalypse with Bruce Campbell and her. Um, she did not age well. Oh, that's tragic. Unlike Lucy Lawless, who, aside from weirdly dyeing her hair blonde for no apparent reason. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's yeah. still Lucy Lawless. Still very attractive. I think I still like her as a brunette better, but hey. Yes, yeah, so Here I'm I am saying, sitting. Like, a br- I'm here sitting. I'm, I'm a natural brunette, and I'm sitting here mostly blonde. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I don't know if I can I really was like, talk. I don't think that's your real hair color. No, no, definitely not. I mean, if we're making... Like, if we're going to be make, making comparisons against, the, you know, the, uh, the drapes and the carpet, my real hair color is bald. But... <laughs> Mine, too! <laughs> so... Anyway, like, the whole thing with family trees is I feel like once we start getting into them a lot, that's kind of when 
the franchise suffers a bit. And it's but see, just I don't think it. I don't think it suffered. It, again, season three was fantastic. I could. We could do a whole episode if you don't want to talk about the other one. We can just do this entire episode <laughs> on the entirety of Evil Dead. I knew this was going to happen. The second fucking prepared conversation. Um, I will talk about the original trilogy. I will talk about the remake, and I will talk about the comic books and the TV show and the video games. I am beyond ready. That's good because I. I am not a. I am not an encyclopedia of Bruce Campbell over here. I'm not but, an encyclopedia uh, of Bruce Campbell. No. 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 Definitely not sucking no. his dick over here. I'm not. I. He won't <laughs> let me. He won't let me go near it. I've tried. <laughs> I was like, listen, order. just pull your pants. He's like, no. <laughs> he won't let him. Like, how high do you have to be? He won't let me do it. Oh, God. So, no, but anyway, I feel like it's better that Ash vs. Evil Dead went out on top like it did, so... Yeah, I mean, it yeah, ended on a positive for, note. For I was excited but... for season four um, because it was going to go post-apocalyptic, which, by the way, is the rumor for what Evil Dead 4 was going to be. Supposedly, Evil Dead 4, um, in early talks at one point, I think about five or six years ago with Sam Raimi in an interview, he mentioned that uh, the rough script script he had for Evil Dead 4 was at, it was post-apocalyptic and it was going to start with Ash at like an abandoned gas station. Mm-hmm. So, I was, yeah, I was excited to see where it went. And then, with Season 3, they finally started referencing Army of Darkness, Hmm. um, which they kind of ignored for the first two seasons. So, I got really excited about that, because, well, Army of Darkness on a horror scale isn't the best in the trilogy. It is the best movie in the trilogy. Um, It just, it's it's the culmination of what... Evil Dead should have been. And it's a culmination of what Ash became. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah. And we were talking earlier about, like, Hellraiser in space and stuff like that. Um, I wanted... Uh, and you were saying you're upset that there wasn't a Freddy in space. I wanted Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. That's what I wanted. It exists. It's in a comic book. It exists already. in comic book. It's, yes. Let's it's leave it the, in the comics. No. no. They also there also by the way is Army of Darkness versus Reanimator in comic book form, which makes way more sense it than does. anything else. And it was so good. Um, and there was also an Army of Darkness crossover with Hack Slash. Like I said, this this is what the episode's becoming now. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's been hijacked. But like, it's I will talk about this for three this hours. Is- yeah, it's just conversation. Uh, but, you know, like, yeah, but back to space, though. I mean, uh, Event Horizon was like, a, it was this is kind of a good year for... Is that what uh, we're talking about? I think so. This was a good year for, like, weird, like, sci-fi horror space films. I mean, we also had Alien Resurrection that year, which I, like, fuck all the haters. I love that movie. How about, I don't, there's not an Alien movie I don't like. Yeah. I'm going to get booed um, for that, but whatever. I don't care. I like Prometheus. I liked uh, The Covenant. Um, even AVP wasn't as bad as people make it out to be as far as, like, the, you know, the well, what it was. What it I, was. I people liked, were like, oh, it should have been R. Then they did AVP R, which was worse somehow. I didn't like Requiem at all. No. It, well, it's not that I didn't like it at all. I just thought, I hate when... This is, again, side tangent, but I hate when studios give in to what the outcry is. So, um, on the Bruce Campbell Evil Deadline, uh, Sam Raimi is probably, in my opinion, the greatest director of all time. Um, he did he, an excellent job on Spider-Man 3. That was the best Spider-Man movie I will punch you I've in the face. <laughs> That's where I'm going, though. So he did do the best Spider-Man movie ever with Spider-Man 2, which Agreed. I would argue is better than Homecoming. It's it's very... It's hard to tell. Like, those, bo- those You're wrong. It's really simple. Very... Anyway, um, Spider-Man 3... 
um, so I was speaking about Fan Outcry. The only reason Venom existed is because of Fan Outcry. The the thing that oh, was yeah. terrible about Spider-Man 3 was Venom. Sandman was great. Gwen Stacy was fine. Toby was doing the same thing he did in the past two films. There was anything wrong with any of that. Everything negative in that movie was Venom-inspired, which only existed because the studio made him. Sam Raimi doesn't even like Venom. Him and Toby were signed up to do a Sinister Six series. Mm-hmm. Six Spider-Man movies. And instead, we got three, and then he bailed out, and Toby Maguire was like, well, if Sam's not doing it, then neither am I. Um, however, I will say that I do think Topher Grace did a good job as Brock. He's kind of skeezy. I'm like, I'm not sure about this new Venom movie because mm. Venom looks like a Langolier. It's well, it's Agents of Venom. Like, have you read that comic book series no. at all? So Venom become an, became an agent of Shield at one point, and that's what this reminds me of. This is a horror podcast, right? We're talking about comic books now, but um, <laughs> the new Venom. Tom Hardy's pretty good. Speaking of which, I like Nemesis. Anyway. Keep moving. Um, <laughs> Tom Hardy's pretty good. Um, I'm excited to see. I think you're just trying to bring it back to Evil Dead because you start talking about Sam uh, Raimi. Like, man, oh, God. I, how can I not? Do I what? ever? This is not the Evil Dead talk hour. Are you sure? You oh, can make yeah, it that no, way. I'm... No, that's that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'd just be sitting here being all hashtag Bruce Campbell is underrated, and then and eventually then I'd punch somebody, you in I know, the face. Right? I know. Can we? How would the punch sound translate on podcast? Let's find out. We have a soundboard. We can make that. Make happen. the punch sound. Make the punch sound. Make the punch sound. He's not doing it. I know. Uh, but uh, make the punch sound. Post punch. So besides, I know we talked about Alien Resurrection as one of the those uh, sci-fi horror space movies that we had in '97. Yeah. And this is not. This is kind of hard to say, but we had Cube, and I don't know if Cube, Cube really didn't take place oh, in space. Cube was so good, though. I love Cube. And Did you see Zero? At some yeah, that was the second movie. <clears throat> that right? was the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I saw. It I wasn't saw as Zero. good. No. Um, so, so so Cube was a foreign film foreign thriller. I won't even lace it as horror. There's actually um, a board game based on Cube called Room 25, I think. Um, It's a lot of fun. Anyway, sorry, I'm a board game nerd also. Um, No worries. Cube Zero. Cube Zero uh, was the sequel. It was a made-for-sci-fi original. Um, Speaking of Hellraiser, there were two by the way, sci-fi original Hellraiser movies, as well as two sci-fi pump, pumpkinhead sci-fi movies. Sci-fi original Hellraiser. Movies. Yes, there were also there, there were also oh, two that. prophecy movies that were sci-fi original and two pumpkinhead movies that were sci-fi original. I'm more offended that Hellraiser had two original <coughs> sci-fi movies, and I'm guessing that might have been after they replaced Doug Bradley, which is, you know, that's yeah, but it was with uh, the chick from Sliders who was super hot. I don't care. It's Doug Bradley. You can't get rid of Doug Bradley. But it had the chick from Sliders, and she was super hot. <sighs> no. I think Maggie. I I want. I, that's not the right name. I don't know. Anyway. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on like my th- second drink. Okay. A shot and second drink. Anyway. A shot and a second drink. How <clears throat> like how many minutes are we in? At five. I don't. We're know. like ten minutes in. It's gonna be fun. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Drunkest podcast ever. The uh, rewind a tiny bit in my head. Originals, Hellraiser, now before that. Oh, yeah, Cube Zero. So, um, Cube Zero is interesting, but not the same because they did like this weird fourth dimensional type thing. 
Um, Cube Zero was really good. I wouldn't compare that to Hellraiser or Event Horizon at all. Actually, I would compare Cube to Event Horizon. <sighs> but, like, it's funny that you mention it. You know, Cube Zero was so much brighter than the original Cube. Yes. And yes. It, well, it was very white because it was supposed to be very, like, extra dimensional. Yeah. They but... wanted it to look very much um, like an... So Cube was more claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, Cube was more about this confined space that you're in, whereas Cube Zero, I felt they did all the rooms in white to make it a more of a uh, an expanding no one can see my hands but an expanding <laughs> open um, they really wanted to go for that fourth dimension feel and if you have white walls and ceilings well I mean they're cubes so everything's a wall and a ceiling but if it's all white there there is just this ongoing infinite look of space and they dealt with time and it's rather disorienting all that it white. can be yes yeah um White people disorient me all the time. I know. Fucking crackers. Anyway, sorry, I had to work that into the podcast somewhere. Um, Cube, Cube, I felt, was more claustrophobic. Cube Zero, less. Cube Zero also made less sense. But that's kind of what happens when you reach this point where you're, like, space and time. and It's all very abstract, <clears throat> and it's a little... Sometimes can go over the heads of viewers, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess I would list Cube in the same genre of horror as, like, Event Horizon... Um, well, remember the part where Weir is crawling through the ducts in the in the event horizon to fix uh, something that happened, and like inside the event horizon through those little ducts, it's all bright green like motherboards, and it reminded me so much of Cube. Uh, it looks like he crawled right into the Matrix, but you know that's well, very appropriate considering we've got Larry Fishburne in this movie too. Yeah, anytime you have ducks, though, it takes me to Alien. Yeah. I'm, I'm way more drawn to the alien thought. Cube didn't feel like ducks. It was more open, but the whole... Uh, I don't For know. a second, cube I is, thought you said ducks, and ducks, I just went like along quack, with it. quack, quack. Yeah. Um, no, but Cube is... Cube is different. I don't, I don't even know... Again, you can you can label it's it math horror. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. If music can be math core, well, the yeah. cube can be math horror. I know. Uh, also, in uh, this year, we had another Sam Neill horror movie. Well, I mean, we've got lots of Sam Neill horror movies. But though. this no, just for '97. <laughs> okay. It was Snow White: A Tale of Terror. I don't think with I saw Sigourney that. With Sigourney Weaver, I believe oh, she was the evil queen. I don't think I saw. That I at saw all. that, and I can't really remember if I liked it or not. But you know, well, I like both of those actors. I can successfully say that in my memory, there's nothing Sam Neill's been in that I haven't enjoyed. Yeah. I think I and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier this weekend or the, earlier today, who just saw Event Horizon this weekend and. Uh, we were talking about the the acting chops kind of that Samuel carries and the weight that he brings to a role. And it's kind of like, it doesn't matter almost how small the role is. Sam Neill has that acting power that I really do think just fills whatever role it is to what he's doing. I mean, anything from Event Horizon to Jurassic Park, he is he's very, very good at what he does. Yeah, he takes it very seriously. And you know, I have to appreciate that his character is Dr. Weir, because I kept mm. wanting to go, gentlemen! Yeah, right, right. If I could do a good Sam Neill impression, I'd, yeah, yeah. bust it out here. But I can't, because I can't do voices. Except my own, at very high decibels. Yes. So, um, director-wise, you know, we've got Paul W.S. Anderson, who, you know, 
Resident Evil Mortal Kombat. Uh, but also okay, the so, aforementioned Alien versus Predator. Right, yes, mentions. okay. But we should ignore, I mean, if you want to go with Paul W. Sanderson, we need to ignore Resident Evil and we need to ignore Mortal Kombat I and go back. Yeah, anyway, so we Not need to go. I like the original Mortal Kombat. Oh, come on. Guy. Johnny Cage dying by a weird stone hand that breaks his back in the very the beginning. Johnny Cage. Yeah, well. Anyway, so, um, I mean, if we want to go with Paul Anderson, um, we need to just jump straight to Pandorum. Mm. Which basically is the sole success. That's not my fault. I'm terrible. I own it, and it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, It's the sole successor, in my opinion, to Event Horizon. Um, It was the beginning of what was supposed to be a trilogy that didn't happen. It stars uh, the aforementioned, I want to say Tom Hardy, but I might be wrong, and Dennis Quaid. Um, But it's, it's, and again, space, sci-fi, horror. It came out... In 2009, maybe-ish, around there, I think. I could be wrong. I saw it with my ex-wife, so it's got to be around there somewhere. You've blocked a lot of that time out of I try, so desperately. <laughs> um, but if you like Event Horizon, I, I, I really recommend Pandorum. Pandorum mm-hmm. is... Uh, so, humanity is going out into space, and we're trying to find a new home, and... Um, we are being injected with this stuff to kind of force us to evolve. Um, there was actually another movie recently. You're injecting us with adulthood and responsibilities. <sighs> no, even then we don't have that. Anyway, um, but uh, it turns out that the ship gets lost in space, and so humanity has started to evolve to adapt on the ship, like to survive, and they become these weird monsters who hunt down other humans to eat them, and and drink oil, I, th- I don't know. But it, it was really good. <laughs> I need to see this movie. It was, I have it, you should. It was, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but it didn't do well, so of course the, the sequels got canceled. Of course. Uh, let's see. So when did you first watch Event Horizon? Um, well, you said it was 1997. I, so I have issue with Event Horizon being compared with Hellraiser because I know the first Hellraiser was like early 90s, late 80s, I think. But I saw Event Horizon way before I saw Hellraiser, and it was probably um, closer to 2004 when I finally saw Event Horizon. They literally say, I have such wonderful things to Listen, show you. I know. I know. It was pointed out to me earlier, and I choose to ignore it because. Um, somehow I, I buy it more from Sam Neill than I do from, yeah, yeah, something I like that. I cast the care. out. Hey, I don't care. Hellraiser's fantastic. Don't, again, I saw the made-for-sci-fi originals no, that you haven't seen and didn't know existed. Um, I, I love Hellraiser. Hellra- extra Hellraiser movies There's I haven't like seen. I didn't know there were sci-fi them. originals. 14. Oh. Um... Sci-fi needs to stop. No, like, uh, not right now. They can have not shark, right now. They can have Sharknado. They can't do anything. They're else. doing. Uh, they're doing really, really well. Excuse me. In the TV genre, mm. if you ignore, ignore Z Nation, <laughs> which is the Walking I honestly, Dead. Ripoff. Honestly, I don't have time for zombies for the most part. No, but I, they have. Okay, so so again, because I, so I'm I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. I love not S Y F Y, but S C I F I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual Let's, sci-fi. Yeah. Um, but the sci-fi channel has a show right now that's called The Expanse. Oh, I've heard that's excellent. Oh my fuck, yeah. is it so good. All right. It's Game of Thrones in space without tits. So if you only watch Game of Thrones... If you only watch Game of Thrones for tits, don't watch this. But <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones. The, it's, but it's, it's so good. It's so good. And then they have Dark Matter, which I think got canceled, but I enjoyed that a lot. They have... 
Uh, Krypton is supposed to be good. I've never watched it. 12 Monkeys was good. Their, their TV product recently has been on an upscale. It's been doing... It's it, They've been putting out a lot of good stuff. Hmm. So do you remember, like, do you know how many times you've seen Event Horizon? Because <laughs> I've watched the um, fuck out of it, and I so, can't count. Okay, so I'm... I have a giant raging metaphysical horror boner for Bruce Campbell. And we know. Shut up. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, and uh, I've seen Evil Dead 15 plus times. Okay. Okay. So saying all of that, I enjoy Event Horizon more than Evil Dead. I don't That's know surprising. how many times I've seen Event Horizon. I just, there's no number because there's times when it'll be on in the background. It's gotten to that point where, like, I don't even have to be watching it. I will put it on for background noise. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, this is well, definitely I'm, a background noise movie. You can, like, pick it up at any point in the in the, in the, uh, the, the movie for sure. If you've already watched it. Oh, yeah. Not no. the first time. No, not the first time. Um, not even the second. Like, not even the second. I, I, see, so here's here's my issue with comparing it to Hellraiser is Hellraiser is kind of a more, especially after, like, the third one, um, is definitely more of just, like, hack and slash style movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I really feel um, that Event Horizon, which I know was supposed to be more body horror, but ended up not being, which I liked. It I was, liked that fact. It because was it, just torn up, though. Like, it was edited to shit, man. And that's fine, though, because I like what it became of it, because it became much more of this weird kind of psychological, like, madness horror film that that really... I don't think... I think if it was if it was the way it was originally, quote-unquote, supposed to be, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's fine the way it is. You know, it's it's sad that we won't be able to see the uh, the deleted uh, the deleted footage uh, since apparently once Paul W.S. Anderson eventually tracked it down in storage, it was unusable. And so kind of we just have first-person uh, first stories about what was going on on set that were, you know, when they were filming it. And it's... Yeah, it's pretty extreme. So uh, yeah, but again, I prefer I I don't care. That was where all the body horror got. Yes, cut. no, I know that, yeah, but sure. I don't, but I don't care because I like what came out. Yeah, no, so I have much. no problem with it. Again, because I mean, especially around that time, uh, it was late '90s horror, early 2000s horror is all about just blood and guts and gore, and I mean, it was a good time. Uh, see, I, I disagree, mm-hmm. kind of though, because like I think that's what led us to movies <clears throat> like Hostel, which I hated. Because I don't want horror porn. I don't want horror porn. I want something that's going to make me think. I want intelligent horror. That's what I want. And I know, and there's a time for movies like Evil Dead, which is not intelligent horror, but I really enjoy. And there's a time for B-schlock horror movies, which have their place. But I think that far too often, I feel like they end up dominating the scene of horror movies. Um... I was talking to someone else earlier. Another really good horror movie that I like because I think it was just way more psychological was 1408. That wasn't bad. But it but it wasn't based on gore and blood. It was just more like what the fuck is going on. It was like legitimately atmospheric (laughs) because it was just in atmosphere. Exactly. But that's what I want. I want something that is going to make me think or something that's different. I don't. If I want to watch body horror or, or or whatever, I guess you know. I would. I'll just go watch an Eli Roth film. Like, minus Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever was kind of good. Cabin but like, Fever was good, and then Eli Roth kept making movies, and it's like, God, you're really good looking, but you can't keep doing hostile his, movies. His show was really good. Did you watch Hemlock Grove? No. Mm-mm. Oh fuck! It has probably 
Yeah, no, the best werewolf transformation scene I've ever seen in my entire life in the first season of Hemlock Grove. Okay. Like, the the guy doesn't... It's a horror podcast. Why not? The guy doesn't change into a werewolf so much as the werewolf rips its way out of his oh, body. Oh, I like that. that. That makes more sense, honestly. And that's kind of... Like it harkens back to, like... Um, tears through his skin. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, where he busts out of Jesse's body. Yes. I like that a lot. Yes, That's but I, I really like that as far as... I'm a big werewolf fan. Um, watch Hemlock Grove. It got canceled, just like everything does. Um, I think it has two or three seasons, um, but the first season is definitely worth watching. It has, uh, it has, like I said, the best werewolf transformation scene I've ever seen in my entire life. So as far as Eli Roth goes, he yeah. can just do Hemlock Grove and nothing else as far as so, I'm concerned. As a sci-fi fan, I have to ask, what is, how do you feel about bad science in, in either sci-fi or in this case in Event Horizon? Like, uh, a good example to compare it to would be the bad science in the core, which is so far off from reality, it's laughable. Well, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on your suspension of disbelief. Like, and and here's the thing. So I used to have these debates with a friend of mine when I lived up in... Pen- I'm in Texas now, but I used to live up in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> and he was very much about, like, hard science, like real science and, like, what they're doing with hydron colliders and all that fun shit. Oh, I love that. I can explain away I am about science fiction. I can make any science fiction make sense in the universe it's set in. I, okay. I it just I'm able to connect that. Other people it ruins it like they can't for whatever reason. They just can't cross that bridge. But like I have no issues with the science in even Ghostbusters at this point. That's not how sure, pro, that's sure. not how any of that works. But like it's their universe, and as long as they set up those rules and stick by them, I'm fine. Yeah, and I I'm I'm the the same uh, same mindset. I don't think Event Horizon really has, like, quote-unquote bad science because we're not focused on the hard science of, of the movie itself. We're focused on this thing that's happening, and we're focused on space madness. Well, this, is and just they don't, a, this is just space madness, the movie. Well, but on top of that, they also don't really... They don't... Not that I can remember. They don't contradict themselves. They're not like, this works this way, and then later in the movie, it's like, ah, but we did this! Okay, like, but it's like, also... Well, one of the things, like, the first thing that struck me when I was watching this again... Today, or yesterday. Yes, I, no, I was watching it this morning. It was okay. the first thing, because I like to try and, you know, watch, re-watch things as close to I feel to like I should have possible. watched it this morning, just so I could defend it more, but go ahead. Fair enough, but it's the first thing is, the year is... Okay, so they're going through the, the some of the history. 2015, first car- permanent colony established on Moon. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, that well, was great. I love it when that happens in movies when a year's already passed. Well, so I was talking to a friend about that earlier today also because I knew I was going to be on this podcast. And really, it's just about the optim- the optimism of the 90s. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, there was oh, yeah. so much technological growth around that time. We had hopped from, by, by the year 2000, in 20 years, we went from Windows 3.1 to Windows ME, which kind of are the same as far as how shit they are. But... Um, <laughs> Our, the the technological the technological growth we had in that period of time was surprisingly unbelievable. What is the shrugging for? No one can see this besides me, but it's throwing me off in such a terrible way. My producer's way. presence is disturbing the guest again. What's what happened? I missed something. Anyway, um, so the the sheer op- technological optimism of the '90s, though. I mean, go back and watch Terminator, mm. 1999. Mm. The machines that rose up. <laughs> Are you fucking with me? That's like 18 years ago now. We're still worried about AI, as we should be, but they haven't overthrown us yet. Um, Back to the Future, 2015. You know, there's all there's hover. Well, we got President Biff. 
So that actually happened. You're going down the wrong path. I, I will know. talk about this decent okay. right, but look, right there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, hammer and sickle, man. Hammer and sickle, all the way. Anyway, but no, there was there was this giant optimism about like the growth we were having in technology and yeah. where it would lead like to. Like we were going to have flying cars and all And that fucking stuff. Mars moon bases and whatever. Mm-hmm. So like seeing that in Event Horizon in context doesn't bother me. Um, I do think that if you go back and watch, like they started figuring out real soon that the future isn't what, what we want it to be. If you go back and watch like the first X-Men film, the very beginning, it doesn't put a date on anything. It says sometime in the near future. It doesn't because they know. Yeah, that's a good way to not date yourself later on. Because then later on when that year hits, you don't have a bunch of people going, hey, where are the mutants? Where the fuck is my hoverboard? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yep. Why can't I shoot lasers out of my eyes? Yeah, but I do like at this point, and I can't remember the exact year that Event Horizon is supposed to take place because I was not paying attention after 2015. <laughs> You're like, oh, I was like, I'm just going to disregard this. Right. There's, we're smoking in spaceships. So does that mean like we're, we've gotten to the point where we can smoke on airplanes again? Because, you know, for remember, like we couldn't use phones on airplanes because it was going to destroy the airplane or we would. Well, crash. we still can't. But yeah, supposedly but now it's like slightly safer. So it's like, did they think? No, you just have so to log into their Wi-Fi and pay the money can, because it's capitalism. Just saying, can we are we have we gotten to the point where we're back down on only our, if you're Irish? Again? I think I think yeah. only if you're Irish because wasn't wasn't the one actor the only one who smoked on the spaceship? Wasn't uh, it the Irish guy? I don't know if he was Irish. Was no, he... he's definitely Irish. Okay. He's so Irish. Was it DJ or Smitty? Smitty, because honestly, those... Smitty, I think. I want to say it was Smitty, but it's like I they think look it was. So much I think alike. It's I like think one's Smitty, bald and one has I hair, think... but their faces are the same. I think Smitty was the only one who smoked. Smitty is also playing Alfred on uh, Gotham, which is weird. I I did have zero interest to Gotham until now. All right. Um, You're welcome, Gotham. Smitty, this is an if he's the actor, I think um, was the Irish actor in the film. Um, I also think he's in Dog Soldiers, which is another movie I would love to talk about because it's so fucking great. Okay, um, probably in the top three werewolf movies of all time. But. I really like Smitty. Honestly, he's like one of my favorite characters. I like all the characters to, for the most part. Smitty and Coop are. are way up there and smitty has this great like exchange with peters when they're uh getting the scrubbers from the event horizon to take back to the lewis and clark and uh you know he's trying to get her to hurry up and she's all you want to breathe on the way home don't you because <laughs> like the place is creeping him out and he's like no i don't let's go yeah right yeah right. Like, oh, and he's he's funny. kind of like that in every movie though like he gets very stereotyped into the guy who's like fuck this yeah, i'm out like, oh yeah his spider sense is on point yeah yeah and, uh, so, you know, you know, as far as, like, the science goes, I mean, I get it. It's weird, though, because I believe the Event Horizon, it reappears after seven years near Neptune, right? Yeah, well, I, yes, yeah, it's out, I think it's, hor- it's, I thought it was closer to Pluto, but yeah, it's been a tiny bit since I've seen the movie. Um, yeah. I think it's near Neptune, yeah, but it's out there. Yeah, so it's weird, because it's like, uh, in the movie they're talking about it takes 300 days to get to Mars from Earth, which I don't know if that's scientifically accurate. I'm gonna say Maybe. Makes I don't, sense. I've never sure. been to Mars. Why not? Twelve years to get from Earth to Neptune. Okay. But where the Event Horizon was heading was Proxima Centauri, which is like eighty-one thousand years. Yes. I'm like Jesus Christ! Well, no wonder so- you needed. No wonder you needed that that gateway. 
And it's just like the, the event horizon is just like fucking bamfing all over the place like it's fucking Nightcrawler. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, that's how it... That's what happens that's when you That's the premise of the movie, held. right? Right? <laughs> it folded space-time, and it, it, you know, like the piece of paper thing that's had been in every science fiction film since then. Yeah. I can't really think of a film before this that had it, to be honest, but, like, like I've seen it. Like or... Yeah, so, um... Do you have a pencil? Are you gonna do this? I'm gonna do it. Oh you my god, it's not a video Give podcast. Me a Give me, I don't care, I'm gonna do it for you. Here, you can use this I'm piece of paper that I pierce everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he's doing the paper thing. So, in every, it, but this is the first film I've seen it in. You know what I mean? Like, we've had um, so many science fiction films since then that have explained space travel by being like, well, you take this piece of paper and you fold it in half, <laughs> and then you, and now you we know, have a it just pierces through. Oh my god, you, that's a terrible, look, you destroyed that paper. You said you didn't need it. It's not anyway, even a nice, neat little hole. That's because this he gave me a marker, not a pencil. Um, and then it travels through, and there you go. And then space folds back. Um, the issue with... Event it's got Hor- holes in it now. Well, space does, yes. That's an issue. Um, the issue with Event Horizon is when it travels through that hole, it has to go somewhere, right? Like, theoretically... Yeah. Um, it has to go somewhere. And Event Horizon is the only film I've... I've seen that deals with where it goes. Well... And the thought process is that it goes to hell. <laughs> which is... I mean, which if you're religious at all, I mean, you could explain away heaven and hell as an alternate dimension. But, you know, what about Doom? Like, the video game Doom? When they're... Ugh. When they're fucking with gateways between Phobos you and Deimos, and then Deimos, like, disappears. Talking to my friend. So, um, secret Doom movie. No, it's not. It's so different. Uh, I know. I know. I understand that. Uh, but, you know, and I don't even have a problem. Like, uh, but I think, I mean, honestly, the message here, as in Hellraiser, is like, don't fuck with gateways. Like, none, nothing ever good is coming out, has come out of the gateway in any movie. What about except I'm maybe thinking, like what, Star- well Stargate I I'm sure and even then like Stargate. we had giant like evil gods who wanted to enslave us so yeah Stargate's like, not nothing, great. like most of the, like ninety nine percent of the time only bad shits coming out of gateways so why I don't, can't we find gateways that go to good places I don't well I mean technically there was one if you watch Jet Li the one I mean that I movie did, had but heaven I at like the very end of it the expert on that <laughs> heaven that was, was at the very end of it they found a dimension for him to go to where there was basically heaven and his wife was there and he was in love um I don't so I mean if you want to speak to the scientific nerd in me and completely go off the horror track for a second um not like I haven't done that six times already right but um I'm less interested in what's coming out of the gateway and I just want to go through it yeah. Like, honestly, like, my favorite show in the, the 90s was Sliders. Because... Okay. Fair enough. I'm all about the extra-dimensional travel. I, I would... Yeah, I would I would be very interested to see... One of the things, though, that I really, you know, which I was kind of like... It took me a while to figure out, but it's because I'm not a science person. I'm a science fiction person. <laughs> You're a fictional person. <laughs> I am. I'm not real. I don't okay. exist. Now, do any of us really exist? Uh, metaphysical question. But so basically, they're kind of like using a black hole to power the gateway because it's not. It can't. It wouldn't really make sense if it was a black hole because nothing could really be contained. I mean, it would all get sucked in. Well, I mean, it depends. Like, there's this whole like. 
this so was a very small black, black hole holes have to go somewhere, right? Like, theoretically, metaphysically, mm. fuck Stephen Hawking for two seconds. Because he's, the, like, here's the thing. When you get into, and this is where, where I think I excel because it's all about science fiction. Because once you get into the math of black holes, the person who is most popular for saying what black holes are, which is Stephen Hawking, 10 years later came out and was like, oh, no, I was wrong. It's this. Because he's the only one who can prove his theorem wrong because it's all bullshit. You can't prove any of it without any actual hard math. And there isn't any that exists because we haven't actually encountered it. Yeah, well, we can't. You know, the thing is, like, black holes are changing all the time. We really can't make any sort of... They're not really changing. They grow. They move. They they do move. Shit well, but everything out of them moves sometimes. Um, not not. So came out of a black hole back in 2015, and I, I don't think know if it was it's, just it's, it's particles, like, though. I don't, I don't think, think it was, it was a, anything it wasn't solid. Like something that escaped it, but I think it was something that was that the black hole propelled out. Okay, so theoretically, let's so let's say something came out of a black hole. Who's to say that isn't something that went into a black hole at another point? Um, right. I mean that that's a general that that's an overarching theory that like black holes they they have to have an exit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, now most things can't survive the exactly. passage through because they get crushed and destroyed and whatever. So Getified. Yes. Love that um, scientific term. But um, the idea with Event Horizon wasn't even necessarily. I don't think it was even necessarily. I don't think they really focused on black holes so much as just. No, they didn't. They were just calling it a gateway. Trying to make a gateway. And the thing is, and 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 the, but, and here's where the science gets wonky, of course, because it wasn't about making a gateway outside the ship. Mm-hmm. The issue was they made the gateway in the ship. That seems like a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. And also the fact that it's only protected by like these three magnetic rings where they're even saying when they align the gateway opens. If they're not, uh, you know, that's the only time it's dangerous. And it's yeah, aligning. Yeah. Black, it's like black hole, black hole, yeah. black hole. If you really like Event Horizon, I would also really, really recommend the movie Sunshine with Killian Murphy. Have you seen that? I heard somebody talking about that when I was looking up Event Horizon it's stuff. So, I'm going to make you watch it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm really about space horror. Like ultimately my... Space horror is fun. Nerdgasm um, comes with sci-fi, like good sci-fi horror, not the, not shitty sci-fi horror, which yeah. also exists. This seems like it also should have been a 3D movie because of all the shit that was like floating at the camera directly. I, it might have been. I didn't. I never saw it in theaters, and I. I was just watching it at home, and I'm just you know there are things that are just blatantly like coming at the camera, and I'm just like, were you waiting for 3D to come back? Is that you missed it by a few years? Right? Possibly. Yeah. Uh... Did you ever notice how Sam Neill screams like Professor X from the animated series? Did he did he do the voice for the animated series? I wouldn't be no, surprised. No, but it sounded no. like it was, you know, it sounds very, very close. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, why are there spikes in the core of the Event Horizon, like with the where the gateway is? Um, I believe that has to do with, like, the influx of the energy. And I don't, did somebody I get no a pale on one? Because I don't I think, think I remember it's, that. I, Maybe I, I think it's Peter's just more about the ceiling. I think it's more about just the aesthetic. Yeah. It's about making that place a horrifying place, like as as dangerous and as malicious as humanly fuckingly possible. Um, and that's the thing. Like the whole, they did a really good job in Event Horizon, as far as the set goes. As far as I'm concerned, I really do think that like the rest of the spaceship. Um, actually really reminds me as I'm thinking about it now 
of I'm drawing too much um, of uh, Space Odyssey 2001. Yeah, the ship yeah. from that. It's very, very, it has, it has a, very it has a similar. similar feel to that. Um, it, until you get to the gateway room. Yeah, and then it's this weird spiky hellish kind of room where it's like oh fuck if I move the wrong way I'm gonna die but I think that's like supposed to portray like the ominous horror of the danger that it all presents it's not a safe place it's not a comfortable place it's not a place where you want to hang out you know it's all about this this ever present danger yeah, and uh, it kind of, I don't want to say it necessarily, it kind of takes a while for the, the horror to ramp up fully. But, uh, you know, we're building plot, we're doing space stuff, which, you know, most of your sci-fi horror movies, it's like you're just doing random space shit and you don't understand what exactly you're watching, but then eventually somebody gets killed or some monster shows up and we're back on track. You know, and uh, like the scene with um, Justin... Because, uh, you know, he got sucked into that black hole. Well, gateway. Gateway. Whatever you want to call it. Fairly early. And then he gets pulled out. And it's essentially like the chestburster scene from Aliens. Like, we're waiting to see what's going to happen to Justin. Because that's going to be the catalyst that's, that sets everything off. And then he, you know, later on he tries to kill himself by pushing himself off the airlock. And talking about the darkness inside him. Which is really creepy. Yeah, I... Even see, though he looks like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and it's... <laughs> hey, I'm right. Maybe, he like, the cousin. Like, I don't think it's an yeah, identical, like his, but, like, they could be related. It's like D- Jonathan Taylor Thomas and a troll had a baby. That's basically <laughs> his face. Okay. All right, yeah. Because it, it looks kind of plastic, but it also looks kind of, you know, just... Is that, like, a male version of a butterface, maybe? Maybe. A butt his face? Yeah, but his face. Yeah. Yes. So... Um, with, so with the buildup and everything, I like that more though. I don't want it to start off with slashing and gore and bullshit. I want a world built. I want the tension to build. Um, several movies do this really well. If you've ever seen Wolf Creek, there's like an hour and a half of just buildup. Um, it's a movie set in the Australian outback about a guy who kills people who get lost. Um, and the last half hour is just this guy hunting these teenagers down. But... I, I really like that. I like the exposition. I like the world building. I like the this idea of um, I like Sorry, the idea of a setup. Try. Shut up, you! <laughs> I like the setup though. I I like that it's not just this straight into madness kind of thing because that's the thing event horizon the difference that makes event horizon from hellraiser and from freddy and from jason and from michael myers is it really is a madness film i was talking to again my friend uh and he was like i definitely he had just seen it for the first time he's like i understand why you like it because it's very Mm cthulhu-esque um because it isn't so much about body horror as it is about madness it's just about going the fuck insane and that's kind of what sam neill's character does his wife killed herself and he just wants her back to the point that he's willing to risk his very sanity and it's this weird kind of it's weird because it's like I'm sure he realizes as a scientist he knows that she can't come back but he's kind of falling into space madness and just becoming like allowing himself to let the ship use him however you know however it wants and I kind of would have I I think it would have been interesting if 
it ended up the ship had his wife's consciousness somehow. Yeah, had she shown up later on, that would have been... Maybe she killed herself on the ship initially. We don't know where exactly that was. Yeah. He yeah. was saying he was away all the time. Yeah, it would have... I think it would have been a little more interesting had she shown up later. But like I said, I like... I like the build-up because I think that adds to the madness. There was, like, from the very beginning, he was having nightmares and kind of hearing voices and this just kind of, like, thing on the periphery that wasn't in your face. Yeah. But I really do think Help built the mood of the movie and how the movie felt and... Yeah, and he knows what's going on, but he's so far in denial and it's like Smitty is, like, having none of it, which is great because he's going to fuck Dr. Weir up. And because, you know, again, he's like every time somebody like either Miller's asking him a question about what the fuck is wrong with this ship, you know, we're always gives a non-answer. Yeah, and, well, because he doesn't want to scare them off. Yeah, he knows well, that if he answers any of their questions, honestly, they're going to take the fuck off. They don't want to be here. That's I true. think he Smitty has. Sure he knows. Doesn't. He knows. Like, I, I think from the really early on in the movie, it almost seems like he knows where the ship's been. There's this weird kind of, like, he doesn't seem surprised at all mm-hmm. when they find out, you know? It doesn't... It's not something that shock him, shocks him. Um, he is just there, you know? I mean, he... Yeah, no, he seems to know fairly early on. Yeah, and, you know, it's sort of like... Smitty is definitely the character who is basically Chris Kattan in House on Haunted Hill, the remake, where it's like, you know, Chris Kattan's all, the house is alive, we're all gonna die, and Smitty's all, this ship is fucked. And then later on, Miller's all, fuck this ship to Dr. Weir, which I love. That's such a great line delivered by Larry Fishburne. He's so good in this movie. I he's, mean, he's, he's an incredible actor. They're both great actors, and it's it's fabulous to see, like, two heavies like them in this movie, and they're acting opposite of each other. Their their chemistry on screen is so good. Yeah, I, I mean, they're both very good actors. I do side with Sam Neill more as far as who I think, like, carries more chops and who I think is a better actor. Because even in movies where Sam Neill is a small role... Sorry. Um, he ends up... Oh, am I boring you, Steven? I see how it is. shut up. Um, he, oh, it's uh, memorized and not entertaining anymore. It's not. I'm going to throw my drink attention. at you. <laughs> no, but he uh, he seems to carry a movie, even if he's only in it very briefly. Whereas Lawrence Fishburne was in Predators for all of like five minutes. Like, there, you know, he. I forgot about that. I, I like, I, again, a movie, unpopular opinion. That I like I Predators. It's got Did Adrian you? Brody for, like, the whole movie. Right? And he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, that too. Um, and Topher Grace, who, minus oh, yeah, the yeah, weird, yeah. like, don't kill me, I'm you, <laughs> thing at the end, uh, is also a very good actor. Um, but uh, Lawrence Fishburne, okay, the fact that you forgot about him, he can be forgettable. I don't think Sam Neill ever is. If you see a movie Sam Neill's in, I feel like you remember he was in it. Yeah, uh, that's because I'm trying to run through those three any examples in my own brain, and I can't think of anything that I've forgotten him in. Well, because if you've forgotten him, you wouldn't remember it. I don't want to... Logic! I, lo- I love how you're trying to, like, bust out drunk logic. You're drunk. Oh, pff. Me with my, like, half cup full of Mike's Hard Cranberry whatever the fuck lemonade this is. So, I'm almost done with my third. I Jesus think Christ. something... So not glad bananas. you're not driving. I'm not. How do you have a blackjack cola too? Is that part of it? Did you I buy- brought a oh, bunch brought- of randoms. Okay, you brought a bunch of randoms. I was because like- I love you. All right, fair enough. And thank you for letting me steal one of those Mike's cranberry lemonade. You steal whatever you need. Concoctions. Whatever works. So, 
I mean, you know, the what I liked about the end of the movie is that we kind of like get to get to like everything starts like happening at a really fast clip. Yes. And that the first time that we see like Weir has gone insane, this is like before the ship, <laughs> before he gets blown out the airlock, and then he like so, like the ship gives him a phoenix down, and he comes back, but he's all like covered in like body scars and bald. Well, but at least but, he got his eyes back. I but guess. see, that all made a lot of sense to me because like if you look at the Jonathan Taylor Thomas clone earlier on, when I mean things start rupturing in him with the the absence of. You know when he's in space. Um, oh, that was that was, was so. Watch. Yeah, so we're coming back with. It almost looks like every vein on his body ruptured. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. Kind of like made that. sense to me because he went, he got shot out into space, sure. and you know whatever. So I didn't have an issue with it. No, no, but it one. Uh, uh, when he first, uh, when the ship, like, first, like, he goes into space mad, and he rips out his own eyes, and then later on, he turns around in the chair, and I mean, he, he's eyeless, right? And it's funny, because he's just, like, kind of tilted to one side, and it's like Stephen Hawking crawled out of hell, which, that's... A little bit. Yeah. I don't think it's too soon, but... Ah, well, yeah. Ah, whatever. It's not like Stephen Hawking believed in hell. Right? Let's be fair. Wouldn't it be great if he ended up going to space hell, like, he ended... <laughs> Right. That's what the actual sequel to Event Horizon is going to be. Stephen Hawking. Instead of, instead of Sam Neill as Dr. Weir, it's going to be Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think there's some line at the end, or it's close to it, where he's saying to Miller, like, where we're going, we don't need eyes. And I'm like, Rhodes too, I guess. Yeah. I. It, but it's that whole aspect of, like, of hell. Like, the idea that it's... I mean, even when the Jonathan Taylor... I don't... What the fuck was his name? His name? Actually, I don't keep saying that. Okay, it's really annoying, because it's like, this character name is Justin, like, last name, so everybody calls him Mr. Justin, or they call him Baby Bear. Okay. (laughs) But what's, I think, even worse, the actor's name is Jack Noseworthy. Oh, fuck. That's an actual last name So I'm going to call him... I'm going to just call him Baby Bear. Um, When Baby Bear, like, was went into the portal and came back out. He talked about a darkness inside of him. So this idea of hell isn't even necessarily this external torture device. It's, it's, sorry, it eats you from like the inside out. Mm -hmm. It's very much, so that's why Sam Neill's like, where we're going, we don't need eyes. Because it doesn't matter if you can physically see it. Your mind's eye will still see it. You'll still experience it. There's no way to escape it. The idea of hell, I'm going to go a tiny bit religious. Go for it. Um, is this eternal torturous damnation that isn't about sight or sound or or even feeling necessarily or any one necessary sense it's about all of them all the time constantly being barraged even if you don't have a way to use them even without eyes you're going to see it Basically even without like having anxiety but worse yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it's if your anxiety became a physical manifestation. Became a space hell. Became a space hell, yes. Anxiety space hell. That's where we're going. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off track. Go All ahead, of us. What you're saying. No, but no, that's it. Like, it's yeah. like, it, it, if you take the Christian uh, representation of hell and apply it to Event Horizon, it makes sense. Because it is this weird metaphysical, I mean, so in Christian hell, you're burning forever. Like, Eternally, your flesh is growing back mm-hmm. and being consumed by worms and fire and and darkness. So, somebody gonna eat your flesh at some point? Not, I don't like know about a person. person. I don't think so. 
not that I've read. Um, but your eyes, I mean, if you're burning, your eyes are going to pop at one point, right? Like heat, that's yeah, what happens. Right your eyes there. explode. Um, but I think you still see what's going on with you. I don't think you need physical eyes at that point because oh, no. it's just this eternal darkness. And if that's where Event Horizon, if that's where the ship, um, what was, was the ship called Event Horizon? Yeah. Okay. So if that's where the ship went and that's what it brought back, then then yeah, why not? Why wouldn't that be what you what you experience? That's why you where you're going, and that's and and Sam Neil after the shield brought after the ship brought him back was like the ship wanted to return. There wasn't a you know, but it wanted to take people with it. It wanted to feed the beast, as it were. Yeah, and that kind of also makes sense to what you were saying before. Okay, or to what I was mentioning. Remember, you know, we were getting sucked out. You know, sucked thrown out the airlock. So basically, because he's, I guess. An embodiment of space hell. He just essentially regenerates. Well, I think it used him like an avatar. Yeah. But I think it was talking to him from the beginning of the movie. I mean, if you go back and watch the beginning of the movie, he had he wakes up. The very beginning of the movie, he wakes up with the whole thing about his wife. Yeah. I think that's the... I actually, like, I think that's the moment the ship showed back up. Mm-hmm. And I think it automatically saw him as an easy prey, as someone it could, it could get to do its bidding. Mm. And it started calling to him. I think it kind of loves him too, though, in a weird way. I don't. I don't no, think. I, don't I mean, think obviously, it's, it can, I don't think it's, it's capable. capable of love. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't think it's capable. I think it's just about using, and it knew that if it could get him to come to it, he would bring people with him. Yeah. I think everyone that died on that ship ended up in space hell. The term Except, space hell ruins that actually, sentence, but yeah, but we had three survivors, which that's pretty high for a movie like this. But see, again, that's I like that because it it side rails from the normal ha- slasher flick. Slasher flicks, yeah. you always have that one survivor. It's always one. It's never more than one. Yeah. One person makes it. They are the, the person. And then they either get killed in a post credit scene or in the very beginning of the next movie. But in this movie, you had three survivors. This, mm. this movie, like, the way it ended up um, it really did... I think I enjoyed it so much because it was so different from everything else. So here's a question though, for you that I was thinking of. So if Justin is still, like, alive, he's torn up, but he's alive, right? Yeah. The event horizon, the gateway is still floating out in space. They only destroyed the bridge that led up to the to the gateway, so... Well, I think that, didn't it, it went back, though. Like, I think that, like, the gateway was powering up when they separated it. So oh, that's right, it The gateway went back to hell. Well, it's no longer alive, in our universe. Is he going to have any sort of connection to the gate? I don't think to the no? gate. I think he's or definitely going to have some sort of terrible emotional trauma. But, um, but like if it bamps back into ex- back into space, it might call to him. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a possibility. But we don't Where's have a sequel, sequel? Or, or a comic book or a novel even to follow up. Somebody with needs it. to write that. Hollywood, right? you get on that right now. We've right? got like a perfect, you know, perfect idea here. Yeah, yeah. Copyright I mean, GBGB's twenty eighteen. It did, it did uh, call out to Sam Neill, so it had that connection with Justin at one point. But here's the thing: Sam Neill embraced that connection. Yeah, like he, Doctor Weir was all about what that ship could, what the ship convinced him it could do for him. I really do think there was well, this giant that thing. But I think there was a giant... I think the moment it showed back up, I think there was a giant inner monologue that we didn't see between him and the ship. This giant convincing of, like, I can give you your wife, I can give you that connection you want, I can give you that, what you're missing. Um, Baby Bear, I don't think, had that. I think I he didn't want it. He tried to kill himself because of it. True. He 
he he wasn't willing to embrace it. So I think he's going to have some sort of giant, terrible emotional scarring. But I don't. You think Doctor Weir is still going to show up at some point, though? Because I mean, right now in this room, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, you're um, right behind you. No, no. I think I think the All ship got it. and bloody and shit. I think the ship got what it wanted out of him. Um, I don't think he has. I think he's done. Yeah. I think he's done. Um, I would love to see a sequel or or just more in that universe because I. I enjoy the way it went. If and if you enjoy that movie, I definitely again recommend Sunshine and uh, Pandorum. Yeah. Because, well, especially Sunshine. So Pandorum is like the sole sequel because Paul W S Anderson was part of that. But um, Sunshine kind of dealt with the same kind of thoughts. Like it had kind of almost the same feel. Pandorum's got more action to it. Sunshine is more about that weird thriller, metaphysical madness that can be brought about by these thoughts of like what lies out there and what what doesn't yeah so speaking of recommends i mean we're both going to recommend it obviously that time already yeah and we're also speaking of done too but uh, i didn't see the sign yet yeah but you know uh anybody else that wants to share their opinions or their theories on event horizon you can uh, send us an email at shebeejeebies at outlook.com you can also tweet at me and call me terrible things at shebe underscore gbs on Twitter. And, you know, we'll have a bit back and forth until I verbally eviscerate you. And, you know, maybe you'll kill yourself. We'll see. So we'll see you next week, guys.